from Slickback Studios headquarters in Brooklyn, New York, Mike Coscarelli, Matt Lajeski, and Adam Foster are The Sports Group. All sports, all men, all right. Sponsored by Falstaff Beer, America's favorite beer for the drive home. We're back in the last place in America where men can be men. I'm talking about the fist pumping, heart bumping, cock sucking, motherfucking sports group. I am your host, Mike Coscarelli, joined in Chicago by the Polish nightmare himself, Matt Lajeski. Matt? What's going on, man? Uh, A lot to talk about today. I'm disappointed in myself. We'll get to it later. Great tease, Matt. Oh. <laughs> and in San Diego, California, it's Adam Foster. Adam, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Mm, lively as always. Adam is in the middle of a move. He is depleted. He's done no research, and he has no energy left. <laughs> I've still got takes, group. though. That's good. That's good that you have red hot takes ready for this audience of millions listening to this podcast. Oftentimes, <laughs> the best takes. So that one wasn't lag from Riverside. That was just Adam letting it fall flat. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be going. All right. This is going to be the day for the listeners. We switched over. We were using a platform that podcasters usually use to tape things remotely because obviously uh, we're in three different places uh, called Riverside. It's it's usually pretty good. It works a lot of the time for a lot of the things that I've worked on in podcasting. Um, for us, it hasn't been working. There's been these like like long delays, and there's so much lag between us that you might hear it in some of the edits that we've had in the first episode, where it seems like there is like a little bit of a delay between you know sometimes a punchline and a laugh and and what have you. So today we're going to find out if if there's a, a lag on this Zoom call that we're recording this on. Or if Adam is just sandbagging me every time I throw to him and he just looks at me straight up in the screen. (laughs) Why can't it be a little bit of both, Mikey? (laughs) Of course. Um, All right. We're going to start out locally like we we always do. Um, Obviously, the Knicks are are done. There's not a lot of New York action outside of our baseball teams, the Yankees and the Mets. So why don't we start with the Yankees? How are you guys feeling in the last week? What's what's going on? I see Judge uh, robbed a big home run the other night. You must be feeling okay, right? Yeah, I mean I, they scored ten runs a couple times. You know they they've beaten some pretty good teams recently. You know I think I don't care about baseball that much at this time of the year. If I'm being <laughs> honest, really? Why? <laughs> I would. Yeah, Matt. What's wrong? What's wrong with baseball this time of year? No, you there's nothing wrong. wrong. There's, I can do what I want. <laughs> I'll shrug it. Uh, at this time of the year, there's just so much else going on. As I demonstrated, what else last? Do you have going on in your life? I told you guys, I've been getting into Australian rules football. You mm. know, I've been following the demons. Um, so I have that to watch. 
Uh, I've been watching a lot of USFL. I've been going for a lot of long walks on the beach. You know, I've got a lot, a lot going on. And I'm not in New York. If I was in New York, I feel like I would be, you know, a lot more. You've maintained your enthusiasm for the Yankees since you've been out of New York, Adam, like full, full. Yeah, I mean, I love the Yankees. Like, I've been following them pretty, pretty religiously since I was young. So, I love, I mean, I still watch almost every game that I can. And I'm like following them pretty closely. And they're fucking good. Season, they are. Yeah, they're playing well. So the Yankees right now are 10 games over 500, right? And that's great. I'm happy for that. But after the supreme level of disappointment from last year, there's like a holdover bad taste in my mouth. I just can't enjoy what's happening right now. The thing with you Yankee fans, I mean, it it really is. We were having a conversation, which I think we're going to we're going to touch on a little bit later in one of our segments when we talk about Scottie Pippen. But we were chatting in the actual in the group chat that birthed this show. And we were talking about um, uh, Mike Trout and, and whether or not he was potentially the the greatest baseball player of all time because he gets ordained uh, that by the stats community. And I said yesterday, it really did hurt my heart to say it, but I really do think that most many of the greatest baseball players of all time are Yankees, like people that you could actually put in that conversation for real, because spoiler alert, I don't put Mike Trout in that conversation. But like I was running through the list of names that I would say that could potentially kind of fit the bill. And it was like Babe Ruth, DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle. And I don't think you guys fully are aware of how spoiled you are as Yankee fans, because to think granted, you guys didn't win a World Series last year and you didn't make it to the World Series, but you got pretty close. And you guys still look at that as if it's a failure. And I think it's crazy because you guys are in the mix every year. And all these Yankee fans are just like, whoa, it was just such a disappointment. We made it. We only made it to the ALCS and fucking. I mean, I, I, I can count on my hands how many times I've seen the Mets in the playoffs, yet alone a championship Listen. series or a World Series. Just because you have a sad life as a Mets fan doesn't mean that we deserve that kind of misery all the time. But it's not just it's not just the Mets. It's every every team like most teams are are you you get your shot, but there can only be one team standing at the end of the year. And though the Yankees have many championships, there's a lot of years they weren't that team. Yeah. And how many of those was I born for? Not fucking enough. Most of the time they won. (laughs) Most of the time they won was before I was even fucking alive. Would they win five in your life? I won. I don't give a shit how many they won when I was not alive. I, I care about everything. I want to see it. If I can't see it, like I, I don't care about anyone else and whatever else they want. Like I don't care the people that enjoyed it before me. Their enjoyment doesn't matter to me. If I don't see it, it doesn't count. <laughs> Adam, you, you've been alive for, is it, I think it's five Yankees rings, right? Am I, I wrong? I turned third. I turned three thirty three next month. Uh, which, uh, you know, can't wait for you boys to get me something nice, but I'll be a little waiting for it in the mail or whatever. We're going to uh, crowdsource it to our listeners. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the Patriots have won, what, six championships in our lifetime. Yeah. So that's more than the Yankees have won in our lifetime. Right? So the fact that the Yankees don't have as many championships as the Patriots 
That's sad. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Yankees have as many championships as the Patriots. Just in, in our your lifetime. lifetime. Yeah, right. Not in your <laughs> lifetime. That's been established. That's the only thing that matters. Right. If I okay. can't remember it, it didn't happen. Do right. I cry about World War II in Vietnam? No, I, I don't miss Ronald Reagan or Jimmy Carter or Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I don't care about any of that stuff because I wasn't around for it. That's fair. All right. Well, the the Mets are looking very average again as we roll into June here. Um, They were hot for a little bit. They won five in a row. It seems odd that they play the good teams better than they play the bad teams because they just went into Colorado, looked pretty shitty again. Um, uh, They're playing the Phillies right now. They were winning as we were uh, recording this, but in full transparency to both of you and the audience, I did just get a new liquor cabinet that is now blocking my view of the television from where I am currently sitting. So I think they're winning, but now we know where your priorities lie. You prioritize your alcohol over your Mets. In this particular case, I I think that that's right. Um, You need the alcohol, but it's not prioritizing the alcohol. It's prioritizing design and decor, which is different. It's it's much gayer Uh, than the alcohol, but. I was going to say sadder, but is it you sadder? Say gayer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the it one is also a weird thing that just. Liquor in general is, is a decorative thing. And I have one too. It's just a strange thing that we display. And we're like, oh, this, this is, this is a nice way to set this room up. Show everyone how much I drink when the Mets lose. Or well, the that's Yankees the thing. Lose. Liquor is only good to display when it's expensive. And it's in a nice oh, container sure. or whatever. It's not nice to display. Like when we were in, co- do you remember? Did you guys do this in college? Maybe not you specifically, but like you go into a house at Rutgers and they would have like the empty bottles of like. Oh know, yeah, of course. Or like and- people would tape uh, Budweiser cans together and just like walk yeah. around with like giant staffs. Oh, it was a nightmare. And that's they the would thing. have them strung we- up like Christmas lights. Yeah, we thought that it was cool. That yeah, would be funny, Mikey, if like you have like, you know, you're having a date night, you bring a lady over to your house and you have like a nice presentation, you're like here for some popov. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You open the liquor cabinet, and it was just all, all plastic bottles of, of five dollar <laughs> liquor. But it's on a nice, it's on a nice <laughs> Yeah. Uh the only silver lining here with the Mets who are they're just a mediocre team for the most part. Bad pitching. Um uh, the kids are playing pretty well. Alvarez is looking good, and um, uh, Vientos isn't really playing. I would like to see Buck playing him more, but Alonzo has a real shot at hitting at 60, maybe a little bit more, which would be wild. I mean, there's a lot of... Well, you know where Judgy's at. Right now? Well, they're, they're, I know they're close. They're not far from each other. Uh, and one's has, gaining. Judge has said... Well, Slowing down. Are you talking about Alonzo? You, know who, you think Alonzo's slowing down? Oh yeah. Also, the thing the thing I want to say. Yeah, but I'm saying like he's we could all tell he's about to slow down. Also, could there be a more Based boring on... name than Pete Alonzo? <laughs> yeah. Why would I why would how, I even want to root for Jeter? someone named why would I ever want to root why would I even want to Derek Jeter? That's fucking cool. Pete Alonzo. He's an all-American boy. 
Sorry, I just felt Derek asleep. is a better first name. For sure. Derek's a better first name. Sure. Last What's name? the best? What about Judge? I mean, Judge, that's, Aaron, yeah, that's Aaron Judge is a better name for sure. Any, I mean, listen, Judge is great, and and I think it's it would be great though if they were actually uh, competing for this towards the end of the season. I think New York would be on fire. That would be cool. Yeah, if these guys were like, if if Judge was trying to like defend his his, uh, I mean, the difference is that the National League record is still technically seventy seven, because um, seventy seven Bonds, yeah. Bonds got 77. I thought he got 70. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's 77. I would bet you uh, any amount of money. <laughs> Natty coming in with the one baseball thing he knows. <laughs> Listen, oh, that right, was Matt. the era. It is 73. Yeah. That was the era. My bet. Oh, that was a cool era. Yeah, that was a cool and, era. Why that was a cool era? Because I remember it. <laughs> yeah. The Yankees were winning and everybody was juiced. Yeah. Right? Yeah, juicing rocks. I wish they would just do it more. I hate that these guys are not allowed in the Hall of Fame. I really do. I don't care that they juiced. Everybody juiced. Everybody was juicing. I think all the players are still juicing, man. There's just no way. If some of them are getting caught, that means that others are definitely doing it and not getting caught. And if some That's are not doing and if and if some are tra- doing it and not getting caught, that means that there's ways to figure it out to probably try and skeet getting getting detected. Like I think these guys that get caught, like they get unlucky. I also stand by the fact that I don't think it helps you hit a baseball any better. I really don't. I think it helps you recover and get like pet it, pet it. It helps me. you hit it further. It makes you stronger. If you have more power, you're going to. I don't know. 200, I mean, you, you can't hit a curveball because you take steroids. You can't hit a curveball. Maybe not. I don't know that. I don't know what it does with your focus, but it doesn't you will give have you, more power. It doesn't turn you into a superhero, Adam. It gives you more power. Imagine this. Do you see? Do you see what guys who do steroids can like put up and bench press? Yeah, but dude, I don't think that matters. Like, I I don't of think. Of course it does. If you're already an elite the, level we've, hitter, we've always had this 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 fight, Adam. The, I think that I can't believe hitting, you still choose your point of view it, because it hitting, a baseball, <laughs> hitting a baseball, you can't get hitting a baseball is not about being strong. Like the best home run hitters, for the most part. I mean, forget Maguire and Sosa. Those two guys were like <laughs> Barry Bonds. Forget two of the best. But no, ever. Bonds yeah. were the best. Hold ever. on. Yeah, forget Bonds, those guys who Bonds, Bonds was always hitting home runs when in his entire career. He might not have been hitting 73 home runs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the steroids. Yeah, that's what the steroids did. He was a great runs. hitter who took steroids and added to his power. I'm pulling up Barry Bonds' baseball reference right now. He only hit 73 once. Other than that, his, his numbers are consistent. <laughs> he only hit 73 once. His numbers when are consistent. When he was juicing. No his one numbers, else ever hit 73. His numbers are pretty fucking consistent, man. He had that one year where he hit 73, and the, the most of the rest of his career, he hit 35 to 45 home runs. He didn't even he never even went over 50 any other year in his career. 73 I think was the you've only made year. Adam's case. Why? Mike, I think... Because Adam's case is that you, you're on the juice, you hit more home runs. So Bonds is never really hitting that many, and then he gets on the juice. No, and then he, he hits was more home runs. He was hitting that many. He was hitting. He. I said he was consistently hitting about. No, 30. he wasn't, yes, dude. He, was. he clearly after like 1992. Adam. After 1992, 
is when his numbers started to really go up. That's he probably hit, around when he started getting on was on steroids. In I mean, same thing with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. I don't like how can you dis disinclude two people that literally were known for taking steroids and hit a shit ton of home runs? Because a bunch of these guys okay, have but, gotten pop for it. A Rod. Ken Griffey Jr. didn't. Willie Mays didn't. I, I mean, you're only Reggie Jackson didn't. You're Listen, talking about you, big home run hitters that they didn't they didn't hit home runs because they were I mean they were super athletic but they weren't like the most jacked guys in the world they fucking were masters at barreling the baseball and right, and maybe, big and maybe they were that good that they were better than the steroid guys but I still will stand by that steroids are will give some guy power if he's already a good hitter. He takes steroids. He will be better. I'm not saying you have to. Clearly, you don't have to take steroids to be a great hitter. But if you are a great hitter and you do take steroids, it will enhance your performance. That's why they're illegal. They're illegal because they're awesome. <laughs> well, as we that's know, also true. But everything fun is illegal. Fireworks, drugs, uh, prostitution. 100%. I mean, not in Nevada. Right, that's why Nevada rocks so much, isn't it? Uh, one of the few, yeah, some that's some of it. Um, I think while we're on the topic of performance enhancing drugs, yeah, how about we start giving these players Adderall as well? Like if if they're not going to be on the juice anymore, I think they should be taking Adderall. They used to. They used to take amphetamines. Yeah, but now we have the purest. I don't think they can. Version. Is yeah, that can. is that a banned substance? Yeah, I think so. Unless, I want every pitcher on Adderall and every power hitter on steroids. And then it's it's going to be a level playing field. Nobody can complain. It's not really cheating. Everybody's got their own advantage, right? Yeah. And I do miss it. It would era, make it a better game. I do miss an era where tough guys still ran baseball instead of these fucking nerds. I'm so sick of them. I really Listen, am. it's a nerd world. Fuck them. We're just, I, you know. Bring, bring back giant men who just loved cr- crushing baseballs. I miss it. Uh, gentlemen, shall we move on to the NBA finals? If we have to, <laughs> is that how we're feeling about it? No, 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 no. Like- it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of underwhelming if we're being honest. Do you think it's because of the Denver thing or? Yeah. I mean, Denver, like Jokic is great. He's doing, he's having these unprecedented seasons year in and year out. He makes everyone better. He plays multiple styles within one game he's a generational talent but he's not lebron he's not steph you know what i mean like he i don't i like watching him but i don't get excited to watch him he's not a draw he's not a big deal like that yeah and i guess denver as a market i mean adam you live there are denver a real sports town it yeah it is but i think the problem is that the season's too fucking long man it's like okay yeah. let me give you let me let me give this uh compare this to something that the people could understand you know for the non sports listeners out there right the non sports listeners listening to the sports show <laughs> right right of course uh, like Go okay, ahead. i really Sorry, Adam. i really liked uh uh game of thrones right yeah i liked the first season then all of a sudden, second season came and I'm like, all right, this is good. And then I'm like, the third season's coming. It's like, all right, there's another 
by the end of the fucking seventh season, I don't give a shit anymore about who kills who, no matter how much I cared about them at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And here we are with the NBA. And it's like, we started following this 17 and a half years ago. And here we are. <laughs> it's like, I forgot that it's still going on. It, it becomes an afterthought. It gets to the point where it's like, I mean, I've been telling my girlfriend about it and I'm like, I'm sick of talking to her about it. She's like, when's the basketball over again? And I'm like, yeah, when is basketball over again? That And it's, so it's like, I actually think joking. I think it is an interesting finals. I think that's the problem. It's actually a really great matchup. The playoffs have been, have, have been back and forth, but it's just taken too fucking long. Like seven games for each fucking round. Like there's three days off in between games. Let's start back to backing it a little bit. They can't back to back. And they have the play in. How about back to back to back? I like, I think the bubbles should be the playoffs always. They just have to (laughs) stay in a double header. (laughs) How about double headers in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, I I am certainly open to way, uh, two ways to make the season shorter. I do think that it's pointless right now for the season to be as long as it is when these guys just like don't play during the regular season, you know? So what is really the point? And I mean, again, shame on Dallas too. Uh, You got the Miami heat make a serious run as a team that was like basically out of it. They win in the play and they get in and they just take care of fucking business, man. Like they have, they have technically because of seeding been the underdog the entire time, but they have been, they have kicked everybody's ass other than like a brief lag in Boston. Um, I mean, when the Knicks drew Miami in that round, I was like, I don't feel great about this. And I, I don't think I would have felt good about it if they were had ended up playing Giannis. But like, I mean, my God, man, the Heat are just the ultimate like scary team in the playoffs. But the thing that sucks about it is. During the regular season, it's all kind of like fucking around. And same thing. The Warriors do the same thing now. The Warriors fuck around all season. And then like the last two weeks of the season, they like get ready for the playoffs. And then they 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 take care of business in the playoffs. Usually this year, obviously, they, they lost. But so I agree with you, Adam. I think just shorten the season because uh, to both of your points, like I'm ready for baseball, um, especially because right, like. The team that I root for is not in it anymore. So I'll watch these games for sure, especially because fucking suck ass Boston's not in the finals, which rocks. Uh, we hate them. But I mean, I think you're right, man. Like, like by the the early to middle of the summer, like it's kind of hard to keep caring about basketball unless it's like the most exciting. But I don't, what would be the most exciting finals at this point? Adam, you're like you're kind of casual about basketball. Like Dude, there's there's one finals in my entire life that was exciting, and that was the the Cavaliers Warriors when LeBron won it yeah. for Cleveland. That was the only like actually exciting playoffs that I could recall in my entire life. For you. And that was the happiest day of my life. Yeah, and the best time of my life. And you know, now it's all gone downhill. Right. Of course. Let me ask you, as a Knicks fan, you know, they, they lost the, to the Heat. But when you're a Knicks fan or just a fan of any team, and then the team that beats you, that you're like, oh, we, how do we lose to fucking them? But then they go on to like make it to the finals. You're like, yeah, we were probably second best. What's the question? <laughs> do you like tell yourself, like, oh, yeah, the Knicks were probably second best? 
because if we hadn't lost the heat, we just got unlucky with the seeding. Um, like the second best team in the, in the East or yeah. Second best? Like, well, I was really just saying like, as an excuse, you know, like when your team loses to like a team that wasn't supposed to, you know, at first it sucks. And then they end up going on to win the whole thing. And you're like, yeah, like we, we weren't that bad. Like we actually, they were actually really good the whole time, you know? Uh, maybe, but I think it's also just like the Knicks were ahead of schedule. We're not even ahead of schedule. They did exactly what, like they did exactly what they needed to do for me to think that it wasn't like a failure of a season. Like I didn't think that that team was good. I was talking to. Would you to, go ahead? Would you say that because of their performance, you can now blow your load in peace? <laughs> yes, I can. I can blow my load all over the place and sleep at night. Thank uh, you. That's all I really needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. Like, like the thing is, it's it, basketball is a little different usually than baseball, where it's just like sometimes the the hot team just goes on a tear. That happens, like the Phillies last year. Um, that happens more in baseball than it does in basketball. But when you got somebody like Jimmy Butler playing the way he was playing for the most part in these playoffs, like you kind of just when your team is playing them and you're rooting for it, like. I just I had a feeling I was like, man, the Knicks are the Knicks are pretty good, but how are they going to stop this guy that's just like completely on fire and and killing everybody? Uh, They don't really have an answer for that. And I mean, I don't know. That's the reason why I'm kind of still rooting for them, even though I don't really like the heat. And Miami is kind of insufferable as like a fan base, to be honest. But um, to me, it's just like you kind of respect the how good that guy's been. And it was like that year that Kawhi had the run with Toronto. You're kind of just like, this guy's been unconscious for the whole playoffs. Like, how do you not root for him? He's he's playing so awesome. And then he basically, after that, has phoned it in for, for four years or however long it's that been. That was kind of the end of his career. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of I mean, ways, it was. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested because I'll, I'll, watch, I'll watch Jimmy and I'm a fan of his. And like, honestly... When I thought that the the Heat were going to get bounced and not make the play or like get bounced in the play in, I remember I was like, I was listening to podcasts riding around in the city and I was just like, you know who could be a great missing piece for the Knicks? Jimmy Butler. Like, I was talking myself into like the Heat are going to blow it up. Maybe they'll end up getting Jimmy Butler. It'll be awesome. Like, that could be like a great piece for them. And now it's, he's like, he's on a team that either might win it this year or like, has no reason to not be a, a serious contender again last year. Like the Heat seem like they're always in it, you know? Mike, speaking, stay with the Knicks for a second. My one buddy, he asked me, uh, who would you add to the Knicks if there was one player you could add? Who would it be? Any player? Besides Jokic. I like, like realistically, like if there was somebody that you could add to the team, obviously they're not going to get Jokic. There's no way they could, you know, right trade for him, some, whatever. But there's outside of that, there's going to be a lot of availability with the rest of the league. You know, maybe not all franchise players are not going to be available, but there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be on the move or available, will be traded for. Who would you add to the Knicks? Because they are missing a piece. There are rumors that. Embiid could potentially shake free um, that Philly might just sort of blow it up. Uh, obviously, like R- Doc Rivers got fired. It seems like Harden is about to uh, 
to go back to the Rockets. That's what like all these pretty credible people are reporting uh, that that's like almost a done deal. Um, so in the event that Embiid could get free and and like force a trade or whatever, that would be the guy I would I would want. But again, it's like he even he is as great as he is. There's some injury problems there, but I, I do think, and I don't, this is the other thing too. They've kind of painted themselves into a corner with Randall. Cause it's like, if they don't trade him, which I think they should personally, if they don't trade him, I don't think he's a very easy player to play with for a lot of reasons. Like in his mind, I think he's the, the, the alpha on the team. But I don't think that fans feel that way. I think that fans feel like it's Jalen Brunson for sure. Um, That's how I feel, and I'm not even a fan. Yeah, I mean, like, Brunson sacked up big time during the playoffs, and Randall kind of was like, eh, you know? So it's kind of Randall's team, but not really. Like, he's a third-team All-NBA, but still kind of doesn't feel like a star. Um He's very ball dominant. He chucks up a lot of really like whatever shots. So it's like if the Knicks try to get some sort of big three with a with a Joel Embiid and Randall and Brunson, like I don't know if that works. So that's the thing. Like if I'm trading Randall, in theory, I can probably get a better player back. So like maybe that's the move that they make. Like they end up trading Randall and some of the young guys and they try to get Embiid or of all the stars that could be available, though, like at this point, Dame is too old. I would have loved to. You have think had they Dame. could get Giannis? You think they could get Giannis? Uh, the, again, there are reports that 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 Milwaukee might try to he might try to force a trade out of Milwaukee. I mean, I think at this point they have the the capital to get a guy like that with some of these young guys like showing up in the in the the playoffs. But this is the thing; it's like. You also don't know if Barrett is is going to come around and finally be consistent. He played great in the playoffs, you know? So it's like, if he plays like that all the time, he could be the third guy, maybe. Uh, and then you don't have to give anything up, necessarily. But then it's it's tough, man. I do think that like if they were going to get Giannis, they would have to give up Barrett and picks and uh, probably like Toppin and... Grimes or something like that. They could do it, I get I bet. But and for Giannis, yeah, trade whatever. Trade the trade the house. But I also don't think that like a Giannis Randall Brunson team is like a great fit necessarily. So it's tough. I would say Embiid would be the one that I would want the most, to be honest. Just like because I don't think they're actually gonna get Giannis. I think that that like in a dream scenario, it could work. But I don't know that that's actually going to happen. Giannis is my favorite player in the league, so that would be incredible. But I don't know. Do you have thoughts well, on that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you talking again? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, what do I think? Listen. Who do you want to see in the Knicks, Adam? Uh, honestly, my dad. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. If I mean, if they get him beat, it just sounds like it sounds like you're saying that Randall is not a, a true number one, and he's not a good number two. So he just doesn't work, really. He's a number three. 
uh, in right. my mind. But he doesn't want to admit he's a number three. No, and but this is the thing: when he plays poorly, his body language is so bad, and he he basically like makes. Uh, I think it affects the team. You're out there with the, like like the quote unquote leader of the team, and he's like fucking throwing his body around uh, when he doesn't get calls or when he's missing shots. Like, you know, that shit's not like what a leader of the team does. So he, but is, he thinks he's the leader. Yeah, he's the anti Jimmy Butler. Right. Right. You know, or the anti Giannis or like Randall is kind of cut from the same cloth as the Hardens and the the Lucas and the guys like that who are just like it's one of the things I hate the most about Luca is that he's always bitching about not getting a call. But the difference between somebody like Luca and Randall is like Luca's talent is like, you know, one percent. He's he's, you know, like a top seven player in the league, whereas Randall's. Great. He's very talented and he's a good ball player, but like he's not a star and he's not going to get those those Michael Jordan calls, you know? Can I ask you a question about Randall's talent level? Yes. Do you think it's better than mine? <laughs> Cuz I know I I could never be Luca. Like you said he's top 1%. Yeah. So Randall's what? Maybe like top 12%? How's your jump shot looking these days? I don't know. I haven't played in a couple of years, but I'm thinking like I got the whole summer. You know, there's a lot of basketball courts in Chicago. Sure. So I don't know. Maybe I could play for for the Knicks. You guys remember I had that. I had almost had that tryout with Tampa Bay a couple of years back. Oh, um, yes, of course. You know, everybody knows. So I don't that. know. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't get back to me. But can you just recap that? Will. Can you recap that experience for the listeners? Yeah. So I, I basically what happened was I wanted to play for the Bucks. Uh, once Brady got there, because I was like, you know, I, I could really, I could win a Super Bowl with that team, and um, you know, I I I talked to a lot of people about it. Like I said, I'm good, you know, like I'm hmm. I'm I'm talented. I'm a good wide receiver, you know. That's, Brady could throw me, me the ball, like yeah, yeah, I could be like his new favorite, you know, white receiver, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I could be the new Edelman. But uh, unfortunately, I never really did anything more than just talk to people about it. So yeah. here mm. I am. No Super Bowl yeah. for Maddie. That's where I went. But wrong. I say if if Jake Paul could make it in professional boxing, I think you can make it in professional football. Especially at this age. <laughs> I'm only 34. You know what I mean? So it's like I, if I just get on some TRT and uh the Jake Paul thing is funny because it's like professional boxing. It's like for professional football, there's only one way to do it. Yep. Right? professional boxing it's like if a lot of people watch it i guess it's professional yeah <laughs> right very true like paycheck? that would be that would be really hard to make it as an independent professional football player like just <laughs> yeah, like no just... actual experience but like you just like are you like the kimbo slice of of, of <laughs> football yeah yeah uh all right guys we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk a little michael jordan uh, and hero complex in American sports. Scotty Pippen is talking reckless, and we have to address these comments. We will be right back. All right, we're back on Sports Group. Moving into the C block now. We're debuting a brand new segment that we've been planning since day one of the planning of Sports Group started. This is a segment that we do every time 
somebody in the, the world of sports is really showing us their ass, showing us that they have something that is eating them alive and causing a giant hole where their heart is. It's sad to see, but we're always happy to report on Al Michaels' big gaping hole of the week. Okay. It's Al Michaels' big gaping hole for Sanders. Big gaping hole. How do you know it's five yards and three inches of the week? It's the stupidest thing in sports. It's time to get gaped. All right. So Scottie Pippen is at it again. Uh, Scottie Pippen, since the last dance, has been on a warpath to basically look Michael look make Michael Jordan look stupid. Uh, there's a lot of talk about how he was depicted in the the Last Dance, and once he he saw it, he didn't really get to sign off on you know what they made him look like the way Michael Jordan did, who had full control over every aspect of that documentary. So I think that in his mind, his legacy is now tarnished as being. Michael Jordan's sidekick being the Robin to his Batman, which in fairness to the rest of the world, I don't think anybody ever was wrong about that. <laughs> I mean, but as, as, as much as I have mixed feelings about Michael Jordan for a million reasons, he wasn't the, he was the alpha on the team and Scottie Pippen was not the alpha on that team. Like we just have to uh, agree that that was the case. There's no evidence that goes to show that like, Scotty Pippen was the leader of that team and the best player on the team. So in fairness, he's bugging. But he said this this week, and it caused a big stir uh, on the Internet. LeBron will be the greatest statistical guy to ever play the game of basketball. And there's no comparison to him. None. So does that make him the greatest player to ever play the game? I'll leave that out for debating because I don't believe that there's a great player because our game is a team game and one player can't do it. Like I seen Michael Jordan play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. He was all one-on-one. He's shooting bad shots. And all of a sudden we become a team and we start winning. Everybody forgot who he was. So Scottie Pippen says that Michael Jordan was a horrible basketball player. First off, let's start here, guys. Do you agree with it? Because I got to be honest, I can make a case. That he was a horrible player? Yeah. No one can make a case for that. But before we even get into that, (laughs) we just have to... We just have to think about who these two guys are, right? Michael Jordan, the face of the NBA when he's not even been in the NBA yeah. for two decades, right? And sure. he's still the face of the league, basically. Yeah. He owned a team. He made Nike into what it is. He's a billionaire. Do billionaires generally give a fuck <laughs> what people think about them? <laughs> Uh, I would say no, and I, I think that that's an interesting point, Matt. I'm, I'm sure Michael Jordan probably doesn't care about any of this stuff. Although, uh, counterpoint, it must be really weird to have a personal relationship with somebody like Michael Jordan because the, he's living a super public life even still. You know, he's not 
he's not out in the open the way he was while he was playing. But like you said, he pr- he really is still kind of the face of the NBA. Um, he is a worldwide phenomenon to this point. Everybody, he's one of the most famous people in the history of the world. Um, but imagine seeing that shit on TV and like, maybe he doesn't care, but this is also like somebody that is close to him in a way. How do you not pick up the phone and be like, what the fuck, man? What's going on? Why are you saying this shit? Michael Jordan doesn't seem like the guy to me. And I know how to read people. All right. You're great. At Michael it. Jordan is right. And Michael Jordan doesn't seem like the guy to me where like people want to hang out with him for a long time. I feel like he burns through a lot of friends. Like he's got a different crew all the time. You know, he's tired. He gets tired of people. People get tired of him. Like, especially if you're your own person, like, you know, maybe he's got his entourage, but if you're like Scotty Pippen, who good basketball, you know, great basketball player in his own right, you don't have to deal with Michael Jordan and you probably don't want to. That's what I think he means when he says he was a horrible player. Just maybe something about like his aura and how he made other people feel around him. That was no, like off the court shit. It's part of that, but he's also saying that skill wise that my, and I don't disagree with this, but that Michael Jordan before the rest of the team got built around him was just kind of chucking up bad shots. He had, he was so ball dominant. It was just kind of like Michael and everybody else. I don't think that's a bad point. And there's an interesting book that was written by uh, Jeff Perlman, who is probably the my favorite sports writer and one of the better sports writers out there. But um, he wrote a book called Three Ring Circus, and it's about uh, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. And there is a whole chapter in the beginning of the book just about Kobe and Kobe when he was in high school and, and when he was a kid. You know, his dad played professionally. He was growing up in Italy. He 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 then he came to Pennsylvania, whatever. He learned how to play basketball really by studying tapes of Jordan. So he completely mimicked Jordan's game, which was, you know, ISO ball, turnaround post, you know, fading jump shots that pro- at the time probably didn't really go in as much. And that's what kind of made him a phenom was was lifting Michael Jordan's game and just taking it. And then he got to the NBA at 18 and everybody on that team hated his fucking guts. And it's like widely documented that everybody, all the guys on that team, they were Shaq guys. They liked Shaq. Um, It was like Shaq's team because Kobe was a kid. Kobe thought he was the best player. And he, he kind of felt that way because he was like picking up Michael Jordan's mannerisms. And when you're not Michael Jordan, that makes you a horrific teammate. And it, it doesn't really necessarily make you great at basketball. Like, have you played pickup with guys that are just like, I'm going to run the show. I'm the guy. Yeah, that I've sucks. played with Kobe before. And <laughs> honestly, <laughs> rest his soul. But it wasn't fun for me. <laughs> right. You want to touch the ball a little bit, Matt? You want to get yeah. a few shots up? Yeah, I want. Yeah, I wanted to contribute. You know, I wanted to get more than just offensive rebounds. You know, and uh, so yeah, it wasn't really great. But I mean, in his defense, he's better than me. So right, I would say the same thing about Jordan and Pippen. You know what I mean? Like, it's I don't know a a terrible teammate. Like, I could I could entertain that argument, but I can't entertain 
the and even that I can't honestly I take that back. I can't entertain the terrible teammate argument either because at the end of the day everybody won more. Do those teams win as much if Jordan's not there? No, they don't. Yeah, that's so right. it's just like it's a fact. Right, horrible. Life. He's a horrible player. Right. My it's son's a strong horrible. choice of words. Yeah, it is a strong choice of words. Yeah, it's just a bitter guy who I mean that's the thing. If Pippen doesn't do this stuff, where's he at? He's it's not even point. on first take. Right. Stuff is barely even going to get him a guest spot on first take. Right. Whereas, you know, like we said, Jordan is a billionaire, maybe a multi-billionaire at this point. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. You know, you don't see this in – do you see this a lot in basketball? There's a lot of fallings out in basketball. Like you mentioned Kobe and Shaq, yeah. right? There was Jordan and Pippen now. That's happened. There was kind of some bad blood with the Warriors when Durant left. There mm-hmm. was like some some tension there. There's probably a lot of other ones I can't think of. But uh, I was thinking Brady and Belichick, right? They They were together for 20 years. And granted, it's a coach and a player, so it's a little bit different. Uh, allegedly, they didn't have dinner one time in the 20 years that they were together. That's right. Wild. Yeah. But it still didn't end badly. So I wonder why that is. Is it just like sometimes you got to just recognize like, all right, I'm this is my position. This is my role. Pippen, I think he maybe has some sort of complex because he was never the guy and he wanted to be. Pippen is like Pippen's probably a top. 25 NBA player of all time still like, yeah, he was in the top 50, like that original top 50 list, you know, for sure. So here's what I think the beef is. If I had to put my psychologist hat on, you're considered, (laughs) you're considered one of the, still one of the all time great players. And basically you won, you won six championships with this team and it is a team game to his point. And you are just considered like, Oh yeah, that guy was there. And that's the only He's, that's the only team that that we do that to. Every any other great dynasty that had great runs in the NBA, we never think of the one player on those teams. You think of the Warriors, you think of like you think of Curry and Clay and Draymond, like you think of those three guys together. And I mean, Durant was there for two of them. I think, think of Iguodala. Yeah, you you you're right. You think of you think of these guys. You think of the whole team. You think of the Bad Boy Pistons. They won two. They had like a run in the uh, in the late '80s that kind of broke up the Celtics and the Lakers. Like you think of that whole entire squad. Even the Lakers and the Celtics from that era. It's Bird, McHale, and Parrish. It's not just Bird. It's they're not saying like like if 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 you know Bird completely leads this team to a ch- Bird's the best player on the team. For sure. And Michael's the best player on the Bulls without question. But the Lakers, Kareem, Worthy, and uh, Magic. Like, think of all of these teams. There's almost none where you think of one player specifically. Um, Well, you do think of Jordan and Pippen, though, I would say. Like, Jordan's obviously the standout, and he's always been thought of as a standout. But I think, for me, it's Jordan, Pippen, Rodman. You don't remember the other two. But Rodman's only there for three of them. Rodman's not there for right. that whole run. But he's iconic. So like he you you can't really think about the Bulls without thinking of, of Rodman. But the thing is, so that the point you just made, that almost squashes anything that 
Pippen could say. Because the fact that we associate the entire Bulls run mainly with one guy, whereas all these other teams, all these other dynasties you're talking about, it's like, oh, it's a duo or it's three guys, even though so-and-so was the leader or whatever. The fact that we associate the Bulls with Jordan, that just speaks to how great he was. But th- no, this so this is where I I split off of this, this line of thinking. I have always felt that Jordan has benefited greatly. You said it before that he sort of made Nike, which is true. Jordan's play and and his stardom obviously put Nike over the edge. But Nike was also Nike had everything invested in Jordan, which means that they had just as much interest in Michael Jordan becoming a, a, a pop culture icon as he did. Mm-hmm. So you have the Nike marketing machine working to make Jordan this larger than life image bigger than the game of basketball and certainly bigger than being on the Chicago Bulls. And if I, and Scotty Pippen was also a Nike athlete, like you're again, I understand. Yeah. You got to take the role of second fiddle because he wasn't better than Michael Jordan. That's like insane to think about, but I mean, to Scotty's point again, horrible basketball player is a bit of a stretch, but a bit, a bit. Yeah. I think it's, it's fair to say, but if I'm thinking about Pippen, I think I would be pissed off also if I was a top 25 player and because of pop culture at large and space jam. And I mean, his stardom is tremendous, obviously. And obviously he's one of the great players of all time, but in fairness to Scotty, I mean, Nike put every cent and every, everything they had into turning him into the biggest star on the planet. And it, it worked both ways, I think. This is the reason why it's like, for some reason, Kareem doesn't get brought up in these LeBron-Michael Jordan conversations, and I never understand why. Because Kareem's numbers are outrageous. And to me, Kareem is the best player of all time. I don't understand. Mm, I, interesting. I've never understood why he doesn't get brought up. And it, the, the only thing that makes sense is that he wasn't a very accessible star. You know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell I'm, I, I think these are all valid points, right? But at the end of the day, like you're saying, there can only be one, right? And to make an analogy, when Chris Jenner was looking at her three daughters, <laughs> she knew that a Chloe sex tape wasn't going to move the needle. <laughs> okay. So Chris Jenner is Nike. Yeah. And Kim is MJ. Yeah. That's how it is. There can only be one. There's only one Kim Kardashian. There's only one Michael Jordan. It's a fair point, Maddie. That's to expand our reach. You know, we we want uh, to get the women involved. We want Instagram models listening to this show. Yeah. Real quick before we move on, because I wanted to touch the Mike Trout aspect of this a little bit, too. Ah, yes. Our favorite friend of the show, by the way, Mike Trout. Good friend of the show. Yeah. Great friend of the show. Uh, There is a meme. Meme getting passed around the internet about Mike Trout passing Pedro Martinez uh, in war, all-time war. The the stat uh, <laughs> wins above replacement. Oh, um, now I know why this really ticked you off, Mikey. Why? Well, because you passed Pedro Martinez. Well, Pedro is, is yeah, among my, is one of my favorite players with Mike Piazza, but... No, it's not. It's not that necessarily. It's just that I do think the meme said that war is a made up stat to make Mike Trout look good. Mm-hmm. And 
though that's not true, it feels a little true to me. Because I, I, there's all this talk in the baseball community and the statistics community that he's the best player of all time before his career is even done. And I don't see it. I don't understand how that could even really be a discussion. Um, and I do think it's interesting that like why we mythologize certain players and why we pick certain players to just say, this person is the best. When you can make, it's, it's very hard to pinpoint that in any sport. Um, and actually look at statistics and say like this person is far and away the best. And I do think the closest is Brady just because of the actual, he's won the most. So, I mean, I guess that makes the most sense, but for baseball players, the baseball community to look at trout and say that they think that he is going to be the best player of all time. And like, he's been in that conversation already. I've just never been able to figure out like why and who stands to gain from Mike Trout being the best player of all time. Because if you watch the games and if you follow the sport, I don't get it. Here's what it is. It's recency bias and people like to it's the same thing why people were talking about LeBron is the greatest. LeBron is the greatest. People like for the greatest thing to have just happened. People like that, oh my God, this is life-changing, how good this thing is. I just have one question when it comes to Trout, right? Like, I I, I don't really entertain those arguments or those, those thoughts. He's the greatest of all time. But what does Scottie Pippen think about Mike Trout? <laughs> horrible baseball player, horrible teammate, and a racist. <laughs> I've heard I've actually yeah I've heard that I've heard Mike Trout is a racist. Have you actually heard that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard I heard a rumor actually a couple weeks ago that uh I heard a rumor in downtown Chicago that Mike Trout was a racist <laughs> by the guy on the street. Now, I mean, full disclosure, I did start the rumor. <laughs> but I did hear it nonetheless. Adam, do you have anything you want to add to this Mike Trout conversation? I or mean, am I just bitching about? Okay, Mike Trout? so here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Fans of baseball they remember teams as being the greatest and their championships based off of how many championships they have. But for a player in the playoffs, I feel like baseball is one of those sports where the playoffs and what you've done in the playoffs matters much, much less than in a lot of other sports. Like NBA, NFL, you're remembered for your championships. But baseball, it's really difficult to take someone out of the conversation of being one of the best of all time just because they played on a bad team for a while. And that's why I think, I think like, hold on, the conversation are fucking good. The conversation are good. The conversation about being the best of all time or being a Hall of Famer because they're two different conversations. I would say the best of all, first off, Trout's. Still got a lot of time to play left. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I don't think you need to win a championship in order to be the best of all time in baseball. I think a lot of it does revolve around stats. Well, I mean, if hold, you hit, hold on, you hit the most on. home runs. I'm stopping you there, Adam. Who, who, who in your mind is the best baseball player of all time? And who, it, give me, you don't have to pick one, pick like three, four names. Best baseball player of all time, Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. Even with the steroids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. So he doesn't have a ring. So that's a point 
for you. That is a good. That is a good one. Um, let's see, Bernie Williams, but that's just because he hit a home run on uh, Beanie Baby Day when (laughs) it was my first game. Uh, let's see. I don't know who else is the greatest of all time. I mean, (sighs) oh, Albert Pujols. Okay, he's won twice. He's won. Mm. And you know, then there's a bunch of people that played before I was Riffy, born. No, and no, those, no uh, those don't count because I don't remember them. So, oh, no, ring for, a good one. no ring for Griffey. But I mean, like, if we're going to be serious here about some of these names, Babe Ruth, uh, Babe Ruth played too long ago at this point. He He's like a legacy pick, like, he doesn't count. He's got the third most home runs ever. How long? He doesn't count. How much longer? How much longer are we going to still consider like include Babe Ruth in the conversation as greatest of all, greatest of all time? Well, the guy played we, in so nineteen. Why are we going to include Trout over Babe Ruth? Because I because Trout happens of now, vibes. right? Yes. Okay. No one gives a shit about like Babe Ruth was a fat fuck who ate hot dogs and you know listen uh, and that's I love why the he's the greatest. No disrespect to his family, but. <laughs> There you go, baby. You got my dog riled up right. for you. What about what about Willie Mays? Okay, okay, he's very good. Hank Aaron, all actually, Hank Aaron has some of the most impressive numbers of all time, especially from when based off of when he played, which was a lot, you know, a lot long, a lot longer ago than some of these guys like Barry Bonds and Pujols and stuff, like okay, before but- this newer era. So Willie Mays and Hank Aaron both have won World Series, and Hank Nolan Aaron Ryan. Was, was great. Yeah, I mean, if you want, uh, Nolan Ryan also won a World Series with the Mets. Uh, if you want, I, I was just talking position players in general, but because mm-hmm. I think it's hard to compare pitchers and and hitters. Uh, what about Shohei? Where is he? Like, where is he, you can't not, put him anywhere now. No, but I think much- Shohei might be the greatest player of all time. He could get to that point. How many more years do you think but, he has to play like but this? But he may not be a Hall of Famer. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to explain that? No, I mean, that was just a nonsensical thing. So. <laughs> just seeing uh, if you're paying attention. Um, Shohei right now, I don't know, man. He's 28 already. Um Oh, uh, he should kill himself. They should pull. <laughs> they should put him in. The, bring him to the back of the barn and shoot him in the head. Twenty eight. No, but it's, it's Jesus like, Christ. Do you know what kind of numbers you need to like be in the conversation with like, the best Dude, ever? How much? But, but he's pulling off the two way, two way pitching and hitting though. For like now. I would say if he, he's doing it for now. How many years do you think he's got to keep it up? How many more? He's twenty eight. What's what's if he goes till thirty five? Is he the greatest of all time at this rate? But this is the thing, man. He's by the time when he's in his. When he's 35, he is not going to be a starting pitcher. There's no way. The velocity. Maybe he'll be a reliever. He'll probably still be able to hit. Mm. I would think. Yeah, maybe he'll be a relief pitcher. Like you could, I guess. But then how the hell would that work? How would you warm him up in the bullpen? If he's dude, you're acting you're acting like he's gonna be this deteriorated man. Yeah, he's gonna it's gonna happen. He's already twenty-eight. But he's twenty-eight and he didn't it's not like he came up when he was twenty-two and he's a two-way player, Matt. So so he's actually fifty-six. That's (laughs) the the thing, yeah. It's the way I've also heard he really takes 
he doesn't take very good care of himself. I heard he he sleeps on the couch quite often. Uh, all right. I, I just, I needed a minute to complain about Mike Trout. Cause that was really, you know how I feel about him. I'm just, I'm a trout hater. Uh, I just don't, think you're a I, hater. Not in general Why? of, of trout. You mean? <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's ridiculous. He hasn't, he's played in, in, uh, I think he's played in, uh, four playoff games, uh, his entire career. Um, his team he needs more. He needs more playoff. That. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that. That's a rough stat. That is a rough stat. They get their ass. They haven't. They they don't make the playoffs ever. And he wins MVP awards. I'm tired. I think that's a like a, a prerequisite for winning an MVP award that your team is is pretty good. What yeah, is that's, that point? That's I'm interesting giving, about the Angels. They have these MVP candidates and, and they fucking suck. Remember I, when uh, A-Rod, I believe, won the MVP one year when he was on the Rangers? Did yeah. he not? I believe. And yeah. he was yeah. like, they fucking won like 60-something games or like 70. It was not, they were not a good team. Like, I, I mean, I, I can't. Next, The next year he came to the Yankees, I think. Yeah, because it was like, why just toil in obscurity like this? I do think, because you do have to hold it against the player. If you're on a bad team, you commit to playing for a bad team. That's a bad business decision. And yeah. I think we should also evaluate an athlete's decision-making process when it comes to their greatness. Okay. If you just choose to play on a shitty team, you want to be the big fish in the small Anaheim pond. Yeah. You're not Mike, great. Mike Trout. Mike I don't- Trout. I don't care that you are like a quiet guy and you like living in fucking Silver Lake or whatever, wherever the hell you live and you like the weather. Fucking go play for a winner. I don't understand it. I, I, I feel there's a part of me that feels like that dude is just a compiler. And I think that that is what bothers me about it is that he is not like it's hard to say that anybody in baseball is not a winning player, but I don't think it's something that like motivates him in a way that like is a sort of like a burning desire where like, listen, give Jeter as much credit for being uh, another kind of like Jordan esque teammate, you know, that was like, there was a bit of a, you know, New York media marketing machine that built Jeter up a a tiny bit. Let's be serious. He did want to win. And like, that's what fueled those Red Sox, those great Red Sox rivalries where it was like, those Yankee teams wanted to win. Those fucking Red Sox teams wanted to win. And it's just like, even still, the Astros are just cleaning up in the West. And it doesn't even feel like the Angels are contending in a way that like makes that a marquee, like must watch game. It's not. You know, right? who, yeah, like you're saying, Jeter having rivals with the Red Sox and like all these, you know, there's, there's other great players throughout history who've obviously had great rivalries. You know who Mike Trout's biggest rival is? You. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I do hate him. I don't hate him for real, but like, I just hate. No, I know, but it's like he, he just, yeah, he's, he's, he's a boring guy. And that's also, that also figures into like the greatness uh, debate and like the greatest of all time sort of conversation. Right personality does matter in those sorts of things. Like how oh, I was saying, yeah. Jeter was a star. Jordan was a star. You know, Brady Mickey was Mantle. a star. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh yeah. A different time, but still, yeah, he was, he was very much the guy mm-hmm. like 
I mean, yeah, Mike Trout is he's boring. The worst. Uh, uh, and, like as a person, not yeah. necessarily on the field. But. Yeah. No, and also the other thing that I'll, I'll never understand is is how baseball has just accepted that strikeouts are such a part of the game that we we never even penalize these guys for how much they strike out. Because in, in, in his MVP year, he led in one of his MVP years, he led the league in strikeouts and still won the MVP. How the fuck does that make any sense? I'll tell you one thing. It's ridiculous. I've never struck out. That's right. Me neither. What about uh, this win above replacement stat? What about it? Fake news. I mean, do you think it's even legitimate? I mean, I I am weary of uh, a statistic that basically is the end all be all stat, right? Like, like I, an algorithm statistic. It's not even like like an average is the amount of times they got a hit divided by the amount of at bats. Right. War is like what the fuck. Yeah, can I ask one quick question about war? Who yeah. is the replacement? Right. That's a great what question. If it's some, yeah. What if it's some worthless piece of shit? I bet you have a lot more wins above that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and th- that's the thing. Like, I, I've never, I've never really been clear on like, like, <laughs> like how it gets calculated. Like, it doesn't really see. I'm sure someone could explain it to me in a in a like a way that makes sense. But it's like. It's just like, well, we we've just decided that this stat is the one stat that matters, and like everything else, batting average, runs batted in, throw all that shit out the fucking door. It's like, this is it. This guy's yeah. the best because he's the he has the most wins above the re- his replacement. And you're like, wait, what's that mean? And they're like, we're sabermetrics. You can trust us. <laughs> we know the answer. Trust us. Shh, shh, shh. Don't worry about how how it's made. We're <laughs> win above replacement. He's a 9.75. He just passed uh, this guy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right. We're 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 going long here. So I'm thinking maybe we cut our um Dodgers talk. And Yeah, that's mm, fine. It'll probably still be going on next week anyway. Why don't we uh why don't we get to the most anticipated uh most beloved segment on this show. The whole nation's been talking about it. It's the Howard Ratner no shot parlay of the week. Yeah, I'm cool with that. You want to uh can I talk about how you guys both hit and then I blew it again? Yeah, please, Matt. You have the floor. All right. Are are is this are is this live right now? Yeah, we, yeah, are, we didn't yeah. stop. Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. I, I thought we we had paused for a second. So yeah, guys, we're here with the Howard Ratner no shot parlay. And as long as I'm still making picks, it seems like we really have no shot to do this. Uh I've blown it now twice when both of you guys hit. Um, I thought I had a lock last week. Mike, you took the Angels minus one and a half on Wednesday. Who did they beat? The Red Sox. And then, Adam, uh, you took the Stallions in the USFL uh, big game. Who who did they beat? I mean, the Breakers, of course. The Breakers. Everybody knows that. And then, uh, so I took what seemed to be a lock, the uh, something demons, Sydney, (laughs) Melbourne, somewhere, the Australian demons. It seemed to be a lock, right. Uh, to beat the Fremantle Dockers, uh-huh. uh, I took them minus 19 and a half. And guess what? They lost outright. Hmm. Who would have thought? Damn. 
So, so I got to make amends this week. And I'll tell you, I, I think I got something really good. I think we might have to change the name of this parlay after this week because I think there's a pretty good shot. Well, who, <laughs> so don't make us wait, Matt. What do you got? All right. So in uh, in Howard Ratner fashion, if you remember in the movie, he takes Garnett points over rebounds over. And then, you know, he doesn't get to get his money because he dies. Right. But uh, I'm going with friend of the show, Nikola Jokic over 50.5 points, rebounds and assists in game one of the NBA finals. I mean, the reason why the handicap is pretty simple He's averaging in these playoffs 29.9 points, 13.3 rebounds, and 10.3 assists. Uh, My math says that adds up to 53.5, which is over. So that's so it's combined. It's combined assists, points, and rebounds. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's minus 125. I actually like that. I do think that's got a shot. So that's your. You're getting odds on that. No, 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 no. It minus one twenty-five. So it's, oh, it's, so it's, it's yeah. probably it's likely to happen. Yeah, but you might as well just take it. Vegas says it's most likely going to happen. Right. Oh shit, that's a pretty good bet then. Well, listen. Sooner or later, I've got to come through because otherwise, <laughs> our fans are going to lose everything. Yeah, we don't want that. Well, Maddie, I'm going to tag that on with my good friends, the Yankees, on mm. Wednesday, taking on the Mariners, plus 115. The reason that this is a no-chance parlay is because I actually believe it's a horrible bet. Clark Schmidt's on the mound. Who? Here's a guy who single-handedly ruined my marriage. He's trash, but I do think the Yankees will pull through. And that is my leg for the single for the uh, no chance parlay of the week. <laughs> nice. Smooth, Adam. All right. Uh, the last leg here, Thursday, June 1st. We're staying with the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. I was kind of surprised at this. The Miami Heat are plus 295 on the money line. Uh, obviously, they're playing in Denver, but Denver hasn't played in nine days. Miami is hot, hot, hot. Jokic is ugly. U-G-L-Y, take the Heat, plus 295. Now, Mike, when you say the Heat are hot, you mean they, they're hot in terms of they've won one of their last four? Yeah. But they won three in a row before that. That's true. So they, they won, won four, four in a row out of their last that. seven. Yeah. They did win the series, right? So, yeah. but, all three, right so- but three out of their last five. Or... Five out of their last. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> however you want to slice it, the Heat are going to heat. A hundred dollar bet on Jokic over Yankees to win and Heat to win is going to net you guys one thousand four hundred and twenty eight dollars and sixty five cents. Hey, Lock wow. it in. That's this week. This is a good Howard one. Ratner, no shot. Maybe kind of a good shot. Parlay. Well, there you go, guys. Um, before we get out of here, boys, anything you want to plug? You know, I just don't have anything at the moment, Mike. But everyone can follow me at Matt Lajeski on all social media platforms. Adam? 
at it's Adam Foster. And I, of course, am at Mike Coscarelli on all social platforms. We thank you, as always, for listening to the sports group. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple so more people can find us. Uh, and until then, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.